On today's show, we celebrate Christmas time for the drag queens, take a trip down the Rio Grande Dam, and experience more premature speculation. All this and more on this episode of Drag Center. That ain't funny. You gotta sell it. Welcome to Drag Center. We're gonna break down this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race to give you the opinions that matter. Ours. I'm Rob. And I'm Eustace. And let's jump into this. Let us jump into this. Snatch game. All right. Such a big episode. It was. Well, how long have you been waiting for this? Um, I've been waiting since the last Snatch Game in All-Star Season 3. Since the disappointment of All-Stars 3 Snatch Game? Yes, because I needed more. I needed some more snatch. I am and- glad to tell everyone in the audience that I didn't cry this time like I did in All-Stars 3 after Snatch Game. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, it wasn't, there wasn't as many complete fail. No, you know what? I take that back. There were some definite complete failures. I would say there's some failures. I wouldn't say they were as complete as we've seen sometimes in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, uh, did you, did you watch Untucked, Rob? Yes, I did. Do you, do you think of Untucked as part of the full package? It has to be now. Okay. Uh, did you notice the Yiddish? The Yiddish? Yeah, there was some Yiddish going on. I did not notice the Yiddish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those girls were really showing off their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, talent, and shtick. And or shtick? otherwise known as cunts. Oh. <laughs> now, are you, you're referring to Miss Cracker talking about the Sabbath? Yeah. Just, not just a little bit. She went on and on and on. By the way, I did some looking up. Uh-huh. And I found that drag is very well represented in Yiddish. Really? Yeah. Schlepp. Mm-hmm. Means to drag. Yeah. Oh, all right. According to the RuPaul wiki. Uh, <laughs> the RuPaul no. wiki page? Yes, for yids. Well, I'm glad you schlepped that piece of information I over know. to the podcast. I know. Thank you so much. All right. Now, what did you think about the Snatch Game in general this season? I thought it was really good. I know we're going to dig into this later with our hot seat we're, guests, but I I thought it was really good this year. Uh-huh. I thought there were some good performances. I don't know that in you know two years time I'm still going to be talking about this, right? But um, I mean, in other words, it's not a it's not a season six, right? Okay, like, no, but it, it can't you know be. really what is right? I mean, there really hasn't been another season six. I think All Stars two also is another iconic. Year for Snatch Game. But for the other... Oh, yes. No, you're right. All-Stars 2. All-Stars 2, yes. Yes. Uh, I think those... I think season six with Bianca and Courtney and Adore and and Ben De La Creme and um, and, uh, uh, Adrian... Adrian Lake? Darian Lake, I'm sorry. Darian, right. I think that year is absolutely the most iconic Snatch Game ever. I think a close second is... All-Stars 2 with Alaska and... Alyssa. And Alyssa. And everybody. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, in two years, what hmm. will you... Who will you remember in two years from now? From this from this episode of Snatch? Oh, without a doubt, I'm going to remember Honey Boo Boo. Right. Without no, a doubt. That's, yeah, that's the answer. I mean, yeah. I'm going to forget Melania, frankly. Unfortunately. But, but I yes. will remember Honey Boo Boo. Yeah. Because it, it, I don't know why she didn't win. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But... Um, but I just really feel like what she did was totally memorable, totally new. I I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I thought she did a great job. It was shocking. And I like it when people go push the envelope further. And she definitely did, especially with like the marker stunt. That was amazing at the end. I was just... To make a kid work on a show like that Mm -hmm. is really, I think, a, a difficult choice. And she did it great. Yeah. I, I definitely think I'll remember that well, up with... Yeah, and we saw the two, you know, speaking of the kids, we saw the two, like, complete polar, you know, opposites of how you could take a kid. You know, one with, like, a bratty little kid and the other a bratty little kid, but they played it so differently. Let's do some stats. Yes, please. So we had eight fish looks, 
and one mm. fish face. <laughs> we had two little rich girls and one little rich girl tantrum. Uh-huh. Oh, we're talking about Untucked? We're talking about it. Okay. We are talking about it. The most important moment of the show, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is, uh, there were, well, there were two that really stand out to me, apart from the actual show. Uh, the backstage workroom stuff was, like, super intense, yes. I thought, this time. And that's what I was referencing. But let's go on to some real stats. So Aquaria and Eureka are now tied in the front with two maxi wins and one mini win each. Oh, yes. Vixen and Asia are now tied up right behind them with one maxi and two minis each. And then Monet has two minis. That leaves us with seven queens left. And uh, I'm so excited to see what's going to happen next. And I am shocked with Aquaria's win. I, I just didn't see that coming this week. I think... All of the RuPaul universe was shaken. Yeah. Possibly. And this was a big win for her. This win almost this solidifies win, her into the finals. Uh, I would, uh, from our experience, yes. If you win, you are probably going to be sitting in the finals, especially if they have a final four, which is likely at this point. Um, if they have a final four, like they did last full season, mm-hmm. season nine, um, then I think we're looking at Aquaria at the end, of course. Yeah. Hey, Rob, we have some business from last week that we have to talk about. All right. There was an Instapole. An Instapole, yes. Yes. Who dat hat? Okay. Which was the favorite hats from the Hats Incredible Runway from last episode. Yes. Um, a big winner. I'm sure you can see it coming. I, who, do you, who do you think won? I mean, I'm thinking that it's going to be the dandelion look. By Asia O'Hara. By Asia, yes. yes. Asia O'Hara, yes. So good. It was so good. And you're totally right. She won, resoundingly won. It had to be a landslide. Yes. And she did such a great job, I think. The second runner-up, or the runner-up, rather, was um, Eureka O'Hara. So it was an O'Hara Girls okay. night. Um, anyway, I, I, yeah, that hat. That dandelion hat was just stunning yeah. and amazing. I mean, that's that's drag queen level. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's another... You know what? This season is pulling out some legendary stuff. Yeah. Legendary yeah. looks, legendary competitions. We're seeing some stuff go down this season. Yes. I would say uh, I would say that Asia O'Hara really can schlep a look. Uh, yes. She can definitely... She schlepped the dandelions along, so... Yes. So, there you go. We are going to have another Instapoll on this week's episode. All right. Uh, just stay tuned to the end of this episode, and we will tell you what that is. All right. All righty. Hey, uh, should we go to our guest? I think it's time for some hot seat. I'm hot ready for seat. it. Hot seat's coming up next. Our next guest hails from Janesville, Wisconsin, where he grew up gut rehabbing his Barbie dream house. Now he's writing 17 books, 19 plays, 13 autobiographies, and two Hallmark cards. Please welcome to the hot seat, Todd Hilt. Yay! Welcome. From the dairy state to here, I'm so honored. (laughs) All right. Milky. Let's just talk in general about today's episode, The Snatch Game. This is the episode we've been all waiting for. Oh my God. Pins and needles, right? Every season. Yes. Are you excited? Extremely. Yeah, good. Christmas for the drag queens. Oh, that should be like a thing. They they said it during the episode. Did you not watch? Oh, I I didn't see the episode. I'm sorry. I'm just going to wing it. Okay. All right. No one will notice. Okay. (laughs) What did you think, Todd? Did did you enjoy the show? Um, I thought it was... A strong C, maybe a C plus. Oh, really? Wow, you're just tough. this. You mean the snatch game in general? This particular snatch. Yeah, game. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I I just don't think there was huge. I think there were maybe one or two tops, people toward the top. I don't think that there was anything much below that. Just yeah. a lot of bottoms. Just a lot of bottoms. <laughs> Mostly bottoms. It sounds like yeah. our last party. Okay, <laughs> yeah. topic number one: snatching the crown. Let's go through each queen and see how they all did. Let's start at the bottom. Monique Hart. She was Maxine Waters. What were your thoughts? Um, flat. Mm. Yeah. Um, there it was. Obviously, Maxine's, you know, most recent tagline repeated over and over again. 
skin and there was no content beyond that. Yeah, I don't understand. There was no characterization, really. It was like she showed up with a wig and some uh, questionable contouring and <laughs> maybe an outfit. I didn't really notice because it wasn't really that interesting. I just don't understand what she was doing. Like, it's it didn't make any sense to me. For political junkies, I think Maxine Waters would be an incredible character to play. I just don't think for the Snatch Games, I don't think that that's... That was a, I think it was a selection choice. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Or, totally. Yeah. yeah, no, and I, I just, yet again, I don't think Monique was prepared for this. You know, she's yeah, she's blaming a lot on the lack of money. And you know what? I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That is a definite challenge. But she really, bottom line, she wasn't prepared. She's not prepared for the runways. She's not prepared for these challenges. She was not prepared today. It was, you know, it was, they were right on the show. It was like she read the first couple of sentences on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. I mean, she had some really good stats down, but <laughs> I'm not sure that's what I'm looking for in a Snatch game. Like, do you have all the details? <laughs> so, yeah. All right, next person up. Yeah. We're doing China, Cameron Michaels, the wrestler. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I never knew what China sounded like until until the um, the Cameron Michaels version of that. So uh, again, I think it was an interesting selection. Um, I think physically it it made sense that Cameron picked somebody that was a little bit more you know muscular and was not mm-hmm. too too big of a stretch from a physical standpoint. Um, I don't think that it was incredibly entertaining to watch. I think the you know yeah you know what I'm gonna agree. I think though for Cameron this was the perfect choice for her. I can't even imagine what would be better. To and, be honest, you know now I did notice she lost character in this competition. She had the voice down. Yeah. Had at the beginning. I'm familiar with China. China is a was it was rest in peace was a regular on the Howard Stern show. Mm. This is how China sounded at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's just she lost it. Now she stayed in character. Are you saying she lost it because she said testosterone in a deep voice? Is you know that what? why you're no, saying you that? Say testosterone in a deep voice. I get that, but then the okay. rest of the act was also in that deep voice. Like yeah. just go back, say testosterone, and then go back to the China voice because yeah. if you're list if you know China, you kind of know that the voice is fake anyways. Yeah. I, I I thought it was cool that she brought so many props. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when they did that cut to her and she's like doing the protein shake and like mm-hmm. she's obviously working out. Those were all good mm-hmm. bits. No, I just felt like particularly both Cameron and Aquaria, and I know we'll talk about her in a moment. Um, I just felt like they both got coached probably outside to come up with like some really good ideas mm-hmm. for this particular episode. Mm. All right. <laughs> Next up is Dorothy Parker, Miss Cracker. What were your thoughts? Loved it. That's kind of my that's kind of my humor anyways. It's a little more little drier, a little bit more I like yeah. I really enjoyed it. So you knew who Dorothy Parker was I did. before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have noticed that a lot of people did not seem to know who she was. There's been a lot of like hubbub about, oh, who is this person? Let's see some, you know, quotes. There are a lot of quotes out there right now. Um so it's cool that she's getting a little revival because she's a cool cool cat. Yeah, I this was this was Miss Cracker's time to shine. She needed a win on this one. Mm-hmm. I just Did she get it? She didn't. The door in my opinion, Dorothy Parker, this is an obscure person. And there's been obscure people done on this show before. Yeah. But they've done it really well. She just wasn't there for me. There were a couple of jokes that were funny, and I get it, and that was fun. But I just, it was a little lackluster to me. I just feel like the bar gets set high for these comedy queens, you know? Like, we've seen that before. We saw it with Trixie last season. I've already said this to you. That's right, Todd. You and I have talked about this. Mm -hmm. Um, This bar gets set high for these poor comedy queens, and it's like they cannot keep up, you know? You know what? Maybe the bar should be set high for the comedy queens. I want this. This is it. The Snatch Game. So did she meet the bar that you... 
headset? She did not. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's not really quite fair because she's obviously not going to meet it. So, and I mean, Trixie, I mean, we couldn't possibly, last season, we couldn't possibly have had a bar set higher than Trixie's. Right. And she obviously didn't deliver either. So we got to, we got to manage our bars. Mm. We got to manage our bars better in America. Yeah. All right. Next up is Beyonce, Miss Asia O'Hara. Todd. Poor choice again. I actually think the last three people, it's all about choices. And I think that Beyonce is, is not a good choice. It's not a choice for, for victory. It's not a choice for success. Just like we had talked about previously about Dorothy Parker. That was not going to be a person that was probably going to take her over the edge. I think sometimes these snatch games, they just don't pick the right character and, it, and it, they fall flat or they, they raise the bar for, you know, for having to, to win and succeed. And it just doesn't, it often doesn't work. So they talked about this on the episode and they did say, you know, nobody wins with Beyonce. We've had, you know, three fails in a row, etc. I just don't get it though. I think Beyonce would be just a wonderful character to play. So I don't, I mean, we all know her. She's, you know, hot. She's in the zeitgeist. I don't get why it doesn't work. But do we know her or do we know Maya Rudolph doing her? Well, it doesn't matter. Like we, I think it would be fine if we, if someone picked up the Maya Rudolph and did that. I think that would be a fine choice. <clears throat> I don't understand why why we don't see something like that. And I mean, they well, kind of, they kind of, I'm sorry to interrupt, but they kind of riffed on it, like with the judges stand too, both that and Blue Ivy, you know, like there were, here's, you know, 12 ideas that you could do. And they were all good ideas and they were funny, but you know, I just, it seems like, I think everybody has a point of view about Beyonce. I just don't get it. So. I when Asia picked a mean Beyonce, which I don't think that we've seen that before, it, 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 it kind of tanked. Yeah. Do you think she meant to? I think that there probably wasn't a lot of thought behind it. I, yeah. I don't think that there was a lot of, you know, they, they, like they, she got out there and just kind of was like, this was, is what I yeah, got. Right. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. When we, um, when, they did the improv thing before we had we had um, some guests on who were experts on improv and they talked a lot about not making negative choices mm-hmm. and how a negative choice can really lay a bad road for you and you it's really hard to get out of it and I feel like that's what she did and it was just sad to watch it was really heartbreaking to be honest yeah, do you think she should have um, Todd do you think she should have done Whitney um, well I mean if, especially if there was the no drug policy I think it's probably hard to, to kind of go, go with the yeah what was up with that is there a no drug policy no but come on everybody knows a no good Whitney All you have to do is say, Bobby, 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 Christina. You know, like you just shout it out. It's great. But is that the Mad TV? You see, that's the question. I, do you do I the don't Saturday th- Live, the Mad TV version? So what you're saying is you think they don't choose to do those things because they don't want to copy someone else? I wouldn't. I would If I was on this and I would not want to be a duplicate of someone else, I think the worst thing that you could be is, oh, yeah, she basically did Maya Rudolph doing Beyonce. She didn't do Beyonce. I don't. Okay. I hear what you're saying, of course, but I don't get the impression. Uh, when, when we saw a or do Anna Nicole, I mean, I feel like that was the Anna Nicole that we all made fun of. It wasn't the actual Anna Nicole that she was doing way back then. No. Just to pull one out of the uh, closet. <laughs> entertaining. It has to be entertaining. So could, yeah. could you could you do Maya, Maya Rudolph's version of Beyonce as long as it's entertaining? I think mm. you, it could yeah. pass. I think Good you, point. I, and it's in a new scenario. So I think you could say from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear what you're saying, Rob. Of course, you wouldn't want to coach someone to say, oh, just choose that. But I'm just saying there are a million funny choices you could make mm-hmm. and you didn't make any of them. Correct. Asia O'Hara. All right. Next up is Maya. Angelou done by Miss Monet exchanged. Todd, what are your thoughts? I thought this was actually brilliant. I thought the the sleeping reference and then the my eyes were I was just resting my eyes. It, mm-hmm. it was cultural plus complete Maya Angelou. I thought it was great. I mean, I, I I think it was pretty clear that Monet did not even know that Chi Chi Devane had just done it. I just was really surprised that the first thing out of the gate was that how's your head kind of moment. You know, like I'm going to correct joke right now. I'm going to tell you how this is supposed to be played. And he did. Mm-hmm. He schooled fucking Chi Chi right from the very beginning and he didn't even know that that was an issue. So... So... 
Yeah, no, really brilliant. I, I agree. It was a brilliant. It was a brilliant impersonation. This is what we want from Snatch. Mm-hmm. I just why didn't she win? Uh, well, I don't mean to um, contradict our guest today, but I thought it was a really strong Snatch game. To be honest, there mm-hmm. were three or four people that I thought did really well. Do I, do I think it was like the best performances ever? No, but I mean, as far as like we normally get like one or two good performances, I felt like we had three at least, maybe four good ones. So I think that's a pretty high percentage for eight people. I, I think that's the reason why she didn't win is there was just a lot of people to choose from. This All time. right, next up, Miss Melania Trump, It's Aquaria. What were your thoughts, Todd? I loved the look. Yes. I loved some of the subtle, you know, the name tags and the, the gift box was obvious, mm-hmm. but kind of funny that they went through and did it. So overall, I thought it was, I thought it was a, a good B. A strong B. Did it make you like Aquaria more? No. Yeah. You have a strong point of view about Aquaria. I'm not a big fan of Aquaria. Yeah. For some reason, it just hasn't warmed up. I feel like, you know, Aquaria will probably be in the top three, but it's just never, yeah, I've never, I've never warmed up to Aquaria. Yeah. You know, you guys, I disagree with both of you. This flipped it for me. I loved this. I love Aquaria now. This changed it for me. She was in character the whole time. Every time they showed her, it was, she was in character. She was doing something. Can we get on top of something here? Getting, being in character the whole time is the baseline. Why do we keep spouting this as because like, oh, I'm so proud of you. You, are, you. This is a plus. I don't understand how anyone is not in character the whole time. I understand that people break, etc. But you, these people know that there's a camera on them and they're playing a character. If you come and you do the show and you're not in character the whole time, you're not doing it. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of people aren't doing it. So I'm thrilled when people do do it. Okay. I, All right. I mean, me she, too. But I guess I, I just don't understand. I, I'm sorry to like, look, I'm a Broadway queen. Uh, I'm a Blair St. Blair Broadway queen. <laughs> and I just... I. I have a lot of information about this and I know that you're supposed to stay in character. Aquarius stayed in character the whole time. Yeah, Aquarius stayed in character. And when she did the... She blinked her character. When she did... This is the reason why my husband doesn't like China. That was it. That sealed the deal for me. That was... It was a brilliant... That was a good riff. That was brilliant and shocking. I I did chuckle when they handed over the Tiffany's box, but we did in fact see the Tiffany's box already prepared as part of the outfit in the workroom. Mm-hmm. We saw it sitting there. So I wasn't... It, it wasn't a moment where I was like, oh my God, she's so funny because I knew that she'd already prepared that. Yeah, so. but we didn't get the gag of the, what was in the box. All right. Anyways. Well, but it was already there. It didn't matter. You knew it wasn't going to be like a jewel or something. What else would it have been? I don't know. Colored contacts. I, I will. <laughs> yes, okay. A clean eye. A clean um, eye. Next up, Blue Ivy done by the Vixen. Boy. I think that was another terrible choice. Oh, mm-hmm. the worst. I mean, I don't know how you can make that work. This is a child. Yes, there's some... A child that's photographed, you know, 10,000 times yeah. every time that every time Blue Ivy's out. Mm. And there's a few looks, but the, I think Blue Ivy's five years old. It's just, yeah. it was a really bad choice. If Beyonce hadn't been sitting there, if, the, if Asia's Beyonce hadn't been sitting there and chosen the route that she took, do you think that the Blue Ivy could have at least gotten her by and not put her in the bottom? I think the two of them could have prepped a little bit, a little bit and salvaged two pretty abysmal performances, but mm-hmm. they didn't do that and it didn't work out. Well, they did prep. We did see them doing that, which uh, they prepped, I thought, quite a lot, but they obviously didn't prep in the right way. Way because it failed miserably. So, um, so again, let me ask the question again. So, if Blue Ivy alone, if it was only Blue Ivy, the Blue Ivy we saw, do you think that could have paid off? No. Do you think she was squashed by Asia? No, I, I actually think it was just a bad choice altogether. Okay. And I don't think that either one of them did the other one any favors. Yeah. You know, again, I'm reiterating what you guys just said. This was a bad choice all around. You don't pick people who we don't really know for Snatch Game. I need to know the personality. If and that just makes it so much more attractive to me. I, then also. 
Also, the other thing, this is just like the improv challenge. She was one note. She was the spoiled brat. Yeah. Now, we're going to get to this with Eureka in a minute, but this is the same character she played in the improv challenge, which was also a spoiled brat. I think the spoiled brat could have paid off if there were more things to do with it. She literally only had that. Like, it needed to have some props, maybe, or a bunch of other... It just needed a lot of other things, frankly. It needed some stunts. The gold bathtub, the, the anything diamond-studded yeah. strollers that allegedly... You know, Anything. There's, I mean, there could have been a lot of references. It could Carson have... speaking Pol- like Carson saying she should be speaking Polish was hilarious. Like there were just uh, there were a million things that they she could have done, um, and she didn't do any of those. Unfortunately, she thought she was going to get by on a look. I guess. Yeah. If you don't, if we don't know who the person is, like in this situation, go balls to the wall. Pick a character. Pick you an... pick the the strangest thing that you can match with it, so that it's funny. Like, and then that's just say just... this is how Be- Be- um, Blue Ivy is. Now Asia did that with Beyonce and ba- saying that Beyonce was a bitch. All right, that was a mistake. Many mistakes made. But you just pick somebody, pick a personality and give it to Blue Ivy. My other thing is that if you're going to partner up with someone, make sure your partner is good at improv. <laughs> it makes a good choice. Yeah, because... <laughs> That was not on both sides. They were just making airs back and forth. Yeah, it was bad. Pick a pick the funniest person in the room and be their partner. Don't pick the person that's like yeah. miserable or ready to fight or I know. not prepared for the challenge. I know that's why whenever we do things together, Rob, I never pick you. Bam. Okay. <laughs> Next person, Honey Boo Boo, done by Ms. Eureka. Todd? Brilliant. Brilliant choice. Brilliant played. Well played. It was, there's a personality. She took that personality. She definitely stayed in character the entire time. Mm-hmm. And she, it, yeah, the, the return of Eureka. Yeah. Yeah, thank God. It was so good, I thought. Yeah, I thought this was actually Eureka's episode. It did make me a little sweaty, though. I wondered, I kept thinking, like, is that a permanent? Like, it really made me sweaty while I was watching it because I was like, oh my God, is she going to be able to get that off? Is we'll she find out next white week. Face? I know, right? Well, we found out on the runway, she was fine. I didn't see any. She had a lot of makeup on on mm-hmm. that runway. That's all, all right. I'm saying. And we didn't see her, her belly button. That is true. I for dem- the first time. In Producers, weeks. I demand right now to see Eureka's belly button. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the next topic is the Rio Grande Dam. Bianca's back this week, and she was amazing. Mm. But what did, what did you think? What did, was there any impact? Well, I was gagging just by her presence, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we all were. Did you think it had any impact? I didn't necessarily see a huge impact. I mean, she did. She did kind of give some feedback on on select and for characters and things like that um i didn't see i didn't see actually a huge kind of respect for bianca that they should that i feel like maybe she should have gotten i think they were all kind of like oh okay respect for her yeah respect oh. for her her position and her current career i mean yeah, she's kind of someone who's everywhere. like an expert who's there to help them yeah. absolutely i did not i felt they were trying to impress her rather than use her to the greatest ability but i love that they're doing this now because i think it does make a better show for mm-hmm. us as the viewers because the worst thing is when they don't get enough feedback and they go out there and they just tank I mean, I, we've seen a number of those seasons like that now. So it was nice to have like an expert in the room who was like really giving feedback. And it was nice to see like Rue being more honest. Like, girl, that's not funny. Mm-hmm. You gotta make it funny. Mm-hmm. Like just a lot more honesty in the room, I thought. We saw at least. Maybe that was the impact. I, now that you say that, I, Bianca Del Rio, I think she actually affected RuPaul. You're right. Because mm-hmm. RuPaul said two or three times while they were kind of making the rounds um, in the workroom that, uh, no, that's not funny. And, I, and usually I think that RuPaul doesn't give quite that. All we see is like the, the dumb founded look but I really felt like there was a lot of really good feedback in the room personally so you know I think that this season it, there was a change there was actually choices that these people these contestants had to make we hadn't really seen this before in this much detail we're talking Maxine Waters versus Cookie Beyonce versus a coked 
fucked up Whitney Houston, Divine versus Honey Boo Boo. These are real choices. And I think that Bianca and Rue really had an impact on these people. God damn it. Why didn't Monique do Cookie? That'd have been amazing. I, it would have been so much just because oh. of the attitude that Monique could have pulled. Right. I mean, that's it. Monique has that attitude. She could have pulled that out of, you know, I just, yeah. just another mistake Monique made. And Bianca Del Rio didn't know who Cookie was. So maybe that was, maybe she did, did have an effect just because. I loved how, Good like, point. I loved how grand dame she got about it too. She's like, I don't know this character, but um, I, I wouldn't prefer to, like, it was such a weird put on air sort of moment. And okay, I'm going to read her a little bit, but was she dressed as Endora on purpose? Oh my what God. the fuck? It didn't make any fucking sense to me. Uh, totally correct. That was, yes, that was very good. Oh my God. <laughs> it was so crazy looking. Anyway, I'm glad she was there though. It was I'm a not. very unbianca outfit. Next what a, topic. Can we, can I ask? Uh, I'm already on to the next no, topic. No, I want to ask, uh, What? how did everyone feel about her coming back as Judge Judy at the end? Was it just a little too, like, gimmicky? No, bring back Bianca at any time. That's okay, but fine. Which they didn't really use her. I mean, they didn't They didn't use her well. They, they should just, have given her a bit. I, I hope I hope that that it. was a, a product of poor editing, because if they actually brought her back and that was all that, that, was all that. that she did, yeah. it, was, it was kind of silly. And, Baloney! And that's what we want. We want more Bianca. At least I do. That was a season. Yeah. All right, next topic. This is it. We did, it is the runway showdown. Who had the best runway this episode? This was the mermaid realness. Miss Cracker for the runway win for me. Really? Ooh. Aquaria at a very close two, but Miss mm-hmm. Cracker was, Miss Cracker's consistently my number one yeah. usually for the runway. That was such a good outfit she had. It was so good and it really literally looked like the Barbie doll mermaid because I've actually seen that one. Oh. Yeah, it really did look with the headpiece and the whole thing. I really liked it. I am going to hate myself in the morning. Aquaria, I liked the look. We have I have seen that look before because it's straight up from a movie or something that I've seen. Um, the Little Mermaid? Yes. I think that... <laughs> when the oil spill happened when the oil spill happened yes it's it's um i think it's i think it's videotape number 67 in the series of the little memory like straight to video stories well aquaria the correct answer is aquaria because correct answer because that was a legendary lurk nobody has done that kind of thing before because no people have done it before you've just not seen it on the runway before is that what you meant to say yeah that's what (laughs) i meant nobody's done that on the runway and the runway is where it matters yes so it's totally fine to copy a look when you're on the runway, but you wouldn't want them to copy a character that they could use when they won funny. Connection, yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> try to outsmart me. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I am saying is that Aquaria did that flawlessly. That is one of the yeah. legendary looks of this se- of this season, of this series. I didn't get a chance. The series. To- and now a topic that's very close to my heart, premature speculation. Todd, who's your top three right now? Two of my top three have maintained the entire season. Um, there's a new addition. My, oh, oh. my top three I have Cracker mm-hmm. yeah. Aquaria okay and now Eureka you Crack- have Aquaria on your top three Eureka I, I, was not in your top three before no not not the first couple not the first half of the season the first half of the episodes that we've seen thus far wow and, and Aquaria Aquaria was always going to be one of those looks there's the every season you get these you get you get a few queens and you're like there's one or two of them that you know are yeah. going to make it whether mm-hmm. you're for them or against them mm-hmm. you just know that it's going to always it's it's going to end there it's going to go so, there it's going to go well for them so you're picking not necessarily who you want to win but who you think is going to I want Miss Cracker to win. Okay. I wanted Miss Cracker to win since episode one. Fair enough. I've always thought Aquaria would be in the top three as well. The Eureka is the is the one in the last two two episodes that has become abundantly clear that she's going to be there as well. I I have to say that from what we've seen over the last two episodes, I am getting very nervous about the Vixen because she can save herself so easily. So a person like that, and we've seen this before, a person like that can hang on for a while. Mm-hmm. We might be looking at her in the in the final three. But I'm gonna instead just say who I hope is gonna sure, be why there. Not? I'm gonna be wrong one way or the other 
anyway. So I love Eureka now. I'm going to say that on episode one of this podcast, I was the one saying, send her home. She does not deserve to be here. Why is she here? Uh, I have been turnt on Eureka and I love her work. I think she just brings it constantly and very consistently on the runway and in every challenge. I just love, love, love her work. I would love it if it were Miss Cracker too, but I just don't see that happening, unfortunately. I think we're going to be seeing Aquaria, of course, and I think we're going to be seeing, um, I, I think probably Asia, possibly. Interesting. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you are both wrong. <laughs> the correct answer is Eureka, Aquaria, and Monet. Those are going to be the top three. Hmm. I promise you. Yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't be unhappy if it were Monet, but I just don't think that she brings it consistently. Um, and I think we've heard from previous people that she doesn't give, she doesn't pay enough attention to the illusion, the female illusion. Um, and I think that's going to hurt her in the end. So yeah. Do she doesn't do the female, she doesn't do the, the female illusion and she's not Bob the Drag Queen with the charisma and comedic, comedic yeah. response. <clears throat> she's kind of like a, a Bob the Drag Queen light and I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Right. At this moment, Todd, who's going to win it? Aquaria. Yeah. Interesting. And not because I, not my, not my preference. I just think right now all signs are, are leaning toward yeah. that. Maybe, maybe Eureka. I think it's Aquaria. I think it's Eureka. I'm hoping it's Eureka because I think we're looking at a redemption storyline. And I think I think uh, the world is ready for the big queen. I'm going to say right now it might be Monet based on... Monet to win? I'm just going to say because Monet's kind of a lip sync assassin. And if the lip sync is the final determination yeah. on who's going to win Which this... Which I hope it's not. I, I'm just saying I hope it's... It is because if it's going to be coming down to Eureka or Aquaria versus Monet, I think Monet can pull out a stunt. I just thought of this based on what you said, Rob. Mm-hmm. My dream would be to see a three-way lip sync between Vixen, Monet, and Peppermint. All right. Well, if they're going to bring somebody back, it's not going to be Peppermint. <laughs> to compete in the finale. <laughs> yeah, to compete in the finale. Now, here's let's do a premature speculation on another hot topic. Oh. Who's going to win Miss Congeniality? Oh, man. Todd? Maybe that's, a, maybe that's what Miss Cracker will win. Oh. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I if it weren't for last episode and Blair's reveal, um, which I think has garnered her a lot of sympathy, I think she's going to sweep the Miss Congeniality. You are both wrong. The correct answer of who will win Miss Congeniality is obviously Miss Vanjie. Vanjie. What? Vanjie. Just wait, you will see I'm not wrong on this one. Trust me. Next topic. Natural selection. Snatural. <laughs> Yeah, snatch selection. It's a word. Who's your favorite snatch contestant in the history of the show? Todd, oh. please go. Season six, Bianca Del Rio, Judge Judy. Yeah, oh, so good. Season good six one. was like the best for snatch game. Period. So many good performances that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, why? Wait, why? Why? Why specifically Bianca? She's actually my my favorite of all time contestants. Yeah. Oh. So. I think the only, one of the only contestants that's actually taken it to an actual career and one that I would probably, you know, pay money to go see. Okay. I mean, she's All right. headlining like the Chicago see? Theater. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I will. Will you go, will you pay money to see Hurricane Bianca too? The movie was dreadful. Yeah. The first one. Totally. I, I watched the first 11 minutes of it. Yeah. I can't believe the number two. Yeah. I kept two, watching I it because I was convinced there might be nudity, but I was wrong. Who convinced you that there would be nudity? No, I mean, I see a lot of movies on Netflix that are in the gay and lesbian mm-hmm. no. um, that, that category. And there's always like at least one person masturbating or um, especially when the movies are from Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Okay. The storylines are always really good, but there's always a jail scene that doesn't really All right. Sense. Back to Bianca. Yeah. Okay. Now. Um, Thanks for that little trip. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fun journey. Uh, Eustace, who was yours? I dream at night sometimes about Tatiana doing Britney Spears. Britney. Oh. Season two. She won. So. That, that Britney was so good. It was so like gentle, naive, slutty girl in the 
in the Lost in the World, and it was so good. So I I loved it so much, and and especially with All Stars Two when she came back to All Stars Two, it was like one of the reasons that I wanted to see her in there because she did such a great job. Because on that. of Brittany, yeah, yeah. All right, yet again, you guys are both wrong on this answer. The obvious. Why question. are you so binary? You're you know what? A, you're so lost in your binary world. Why does everything win and lose with? Listen, because that's my job at Drag Center. Okay. The correct answer is season four's Chad Michaels doing share. She introduced having different lurks every... Yes. Don't roll your eyes. No, I'm not. I, I'm rolling my eyes because she did introduce that and it worked so perfectly for her on that season. But mm-hmm. other times that it's happened, including Bob the Drag Queen coming out with a whole different character in the middle. Right. was so frustrating. It's and like people try to show off or try to grab that. It's like wigs, wigs on wigs. It's like the first time it happened, we were floored. And Roxy the, should have just stayed at that. Yeah, no. The fourth time it happened, it's like, come on, girl, we've already seen that. Like, you, that's nothing secret. Right. And you know what? Chad Michaels, legendary contestant, legendary. She did it. This was it. Cher yeah. is the ultimate. Yeah. I would comment, but I don't remember the performance. Wow! Bam! Really? Is that really true, though? You don't really remember it? Oh, Oh, it's so good. It was really good. Eustace, you bring up a really good point. If you're Mm going to copy a stunt that was done by another queen, Mm -hmm. your stunt better be better than the other queens, and no one can surpass Chad Michaels. Well, I don't know that I would say no one can surpass Chad Michaels. I'm going to bring up a topical example right now. Oh, God. Eureka, (laughs) with the blood coming out of her mouth. Oh, yeah. She was obviously trying to do Sharon Needles, and you know what? She failed at it, and that's why she lost it for this mm. episode. She could have been a triple crown winner. And final topic, are you ready to get Mimi to your ass off? Oh, boy. Yeah, you are. I know that's your answer. <laughs> uh, the que- stunned look of Todd right All now. All right, here we go. Question number one, who would be better at Snatch, Michelle Williams or Kelly Rowland? Kelly Rowland. Can Winnie be funny without the powdered sugar? No. Have you ever mainlined a pixie stick? Yes. Do we need to call social services for Blue Ivy? Uh, no. <laughs> Todd was nervous to appear on Drag Center. To ease his nerves, he blanked. Drank. Oh! Oh! Thank you, Todd. Yes, thank you, Todd, for coming. Woohoo! So much fun. This is oh, great. Oh, so much fun. You really <laughs> sold it that time. All right, well, thank you, Todd. And we will be back right after this. Well, that was a definite hot seat, my God. <laughs> yes. Hey, Rob. Yes. Rob Mill. Yes. I have prepared a poem for you. Do you mind if I read it? Oh, please do. This episode was great and deeply fulfilling. Snatch Game was hilarious. The talent was thrilling. The runway was graced by some beauty and titty. From the edit we saw, some mermaids ain't pretty. Vixen showed off that she was a tumbler dancer. When Monique's wig came off, oh, we all had our answer. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Thank you Brilliant. so much. Thank you, Brilliant. thank you, thank you. Snaps Brilliant. for me. Snaps. Snaps all around. Yes. Um, yeah, I liked your poem. I thought it was good. And then, you know what? It brought up a quick topic. Oh. I it was actually surprised this week that we didn't have a double elimination. Me too. I was seeing it coming. I was just like, okay. Yeah. I mean, granted, Vixen pulled out some stunts, and I appreciate it, yeah. but... I would. I would. I really thought they were both going to go home. Yeah, I did, Uh, especially since Vixen's been in the bottom twice now, and I just thought they were going to like cut the crap. I think it is definitely. I think the other girls, the other queens, were right. I think it might be her turn to go, and it's. It might. I. I think it's been her turn to go for a bit. Yeah, but. Um, but the thing is, is she like Peppermint? 
can save herself. If you put her up there on that stage to lip sync, she's going to save herself. And it's amazing to watch. I mean, that's as big a part of the show as anything else. Uh, So I'm, you know what? You can save yourself. I love it. Mm -hmm. I I watch the whole, I'll watch you fail the whole show just to save yourself at the end. That's just as good to me as if you were great the whole time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I do have a, a kind of a serious topic. Oh, a serious question for you. Let's get serious on Drag Center. (laughs) Yeah, let's for once. Um, So Vixen brought up an interesting point, or it came up in the workroom, Mm -hmm. that she was thinking about her, um, the girls that she's a role model for. Okay. And uh, I was wondering your thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. Do the girls have a responsibility to be a role model on the show? Do they have to behave and play nice? I mean, the answer is no, they don't. They don't have a responsibility. They don't have to play nice. But should they? Yeah. Is it a smart idea? Definitely. I'm talking. Well, why is it a smart idea? Tell me. Because I think it's a career killer if you're not. I think that the queens that are acting out of it doesn't make any sense to me, but I understand what you're saying. I mean, I I'm looking, I'm thinking back to Fifi. I think that another part of this show that's Mm -hmm. almost as influential as the editors is the fan base right now. Yeah, because we've seen this go. I've never seen a show before where like the fan base is so huge and dedicated. Yeah, but let's go back to uh, Supervillain from last from season nine. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to Valentina. I mean, she definitely had a huge fan base who defended her, even though we, you know, on the other side thought that she was just being like a total bitch. Right. But that she was getting, but because of it, she was getting the bitch edit. She was, because of it, she was getting a pretty bad rap on the show. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that hurt her career. I would say that the people who were fans of hers rallied around her more. Yeah. If you, uh, people, I think, have their favorites and they rally around them regardless of what they do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great and maybe bad all at once. There, There are definite drawbacks. Um, through this whole season, I've been a huge supporter of Vixen. Right. You know, I, I love Vixen, but it does, she does make it tough sometimes. That's yeah. for damn sure. So, um, I, and I, I don't know if I weren't from Chicago, maybe I wouldn't support her. I don't know. But, um, but I, I, I think about this and I, I kind of am with you a little bit. I think, I don't think they have to play nice. Mm-hmm. So that's opposite of you. I don't think they have to play nice or they have to behave, but I do think that they have a responsibility they are on TV and drag queens do typically are, are sort of revered as our leaders mm-hmm. in the gay community, some somewhat anyway. And I do think they have a responsibility to uh, be a good role model for us while they're on TV. Yeah. Um, I mean, now, do they have to act nicely? No, no. I don't. I think do, those do two things are be, separate. Do they have to be fair all the time? No, I just think no. there's, a, there's a level of role model. No, I'm going to disagree with you there. I think they do have to be fair. I, I think that Vixen lost some points for me this week mm-hmm. when she went after Eureka this week. Because it, what she was saying about Eureka was about her jealousy of Eureka right. and her fear about going home. That well, was, to me, that's what had built up there. It was not, it was not true. Mm-hmm. It, it was her point of view about what's true. That's important. But it wasn't what what is actual or true, in my opinion. There, I don't think anyone could ever say that um, Eureka is unprofessional. Do you think that Eureka's reaction to the Vixen saying that Eureka should go home next on the main stage, do you think that Eureka's reaction had an impact on her not winning the challenge no really i think so i think Wait, i think on her did. not winning the challenge yeah i think that <gasps> oh, part of it oh on eureka's on i'm eureka's sorry not, i misunderstood oh, i thought you were talking about vixen no i'm uh, saying because when it was coming down let's just say this is the so fact. you're saying had anyone said aquarius she wouldn't have won no 
what I'm saying is that if anyone, if Eureka would have just been calm and taken Vixen's comment and not responded and not oh. forced the last word, that was some crazy stuff that Eureka pulled out there. This That was some... I don't think that's true. I, that was a breakdown, I think, in my opinion. It, there was a bit of a breakdown, but I, I think that she hit the nail on the head perfectly when she said, I take issue with you saying I'm unprofessional. Mm-hmm. She said that. She didn't say, okay, I disagree with everything you said. She did talk a lot. That's true. She did clap back. But her beef clearly was, I am not unprofessional, and that's not okay for you to say that. And she acted unprofessionally while saying it. I didn't find that to be true. I just think it was, I think when you take- What should you- what Because you at want? that time, and what was being asked at the time for the queens on the main stage was, uh-huh. who should go home? Yeah. There was an answer said, none of the other queens, or at least we saw in the edit, defended themselves afterwards. But Eureka forced a defense out there. Eureka was like, had to disagree with every single thing, even when Vixen was saying, see, she can't, she has to have the last word. And Vic, and Eureka came back with the last word because she has to have it. Okay, but even while she Vixen was saying, Eureka has to have the last word, she was having the last word. Vixen was just as guilty of those things but as Eureka Vixen's was. it was time to speak. Okay, I, I agree with that. I agree with the fact that it would have been great if Eureka would have shut her trap. Yeah. But I also felt like it was important for her to very specifically I think I wish that she would have stayed on target a little more but very specifically to say I'm not unprofessional I don't see her as unprofessional mm-hmm. I doubt you do I don't think right, the unprofessionalism no. was even hugely apparent even at that moment I'm going to twist this just a moment because I think there's another little thing that we haven't talked about yet. Okay. Just after that, then in the edit that we saw, we went to Asia O'Hara and she said, because I'm an adult, I'm going to blank, 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 and then eventually picked Vixen. Right. What does that phrase mean, because I'm an adult? Is it about what we just saw? Is it about the fact that um, Eureka picked Asia to go home because she's a challenger? Mm-hmm. Is it because Vixen did what she did? Like, which? what is that referencing, I, do you think? I am going to say that she, based on what just occurred, that was why she stated it. Th- that because based I'm, on this outbreak on of this, this outburst. That's how I from both of them. The time. Yeah. From both of them. Okay. Fair enough. What did you think of it as? Um, I, I don't know. I'm torn. I could see it being any one of these three things, really. I I At the moment that it happened, I thought it was referencing Eureka saying, you picked me and I'm going to be an adult and pick and answer the real question, mm-hmm. which is who should go home because they deserve to go home. Right. And not give the pass. Because obviously answer. that's, yes, obviously that was what the intention of the question was. Right. Um, and I'm surprised, frankly, that they didn't call out Eureka on that. But it, it was a fair answer. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it had she had she not had she actually given a reason for Asia to go home, that would have been a better answer, obviously, mm-hmm. than just you know she's my competition. But having said that, I, I don't know. I ha- I give props to Eureka. I. I, in the same way that I like that Vixen stands up for herself, mm-hmm. I like the fact that Eureka stands up for herself. She doesn't allow people to roll over her. And she's, in what we've seen, been very upfront and honest about the fact, again, I've been, I'm sometimes I'm too much. I mm-hmm. get that. And she has been, I think, in my opinion, not that-, that this is really what we're talking about, but in my opinion, she did very, uh, she has tried very hard with Vixen. I, I, I just take issue with one thing. The whole, mm-hmm. you know, I apologize because I'm too much. I'm sorry that because I this is how I am. I apologize. You know what? All she's doing is apologizing for a behavior 
and mentioning the behavior, why doesn't she just take it the next step and stop doing the behavior? You know, like... No, because that's not what we want. We don't want that. Do you want her to stop being I want the her ma- stop, amazing stuff that she does? I want her to stop apologizing then for I it. agree with that. Because stop apologizing it's, for it's it. It's more annoying to say, oh, I'm so sorry that I'm loud. Well, stop yeah. being loud. If you know that it's loud... No. If you know you're loud and you know it's a problem, stop being loud. If it's if, if no. she just is going to be loud... No, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, here's, here's the issue, and this is all semantics, really. Mm-hmm. I think what she's apologizing for is not being loud. I know she's not saying this, she's but this saying, is what I think. Using as an example, yeah. I, I think that she is saying, I apologize for being loud is what she's saying. I, I apologize for the effect my loudness has on you. Mm-hmm. I know she's not saying that, but I think that's the intention of what she's saying. She's not apologizing for being loud. She is very proud to be who she is now. And I want her to stay that way. Right. In the same way that I want Vixen to stay that way. Right. I love the boldness of Vixen when she gets fired up. Does it hurt sometimes? Do I not want to hear it? Do, when she goes into the white guilt thing, I, you know, as a white person, it it hurts to hear it mm-hmm. because I'm a fan and you're telling me basically, I don't give a shit about you. I'm using you to get ahead. I don't like that. Okay. But I applaud Vixen for standing up for what she believes and being bold and and brave and continuing to do what she does. She could have easily sunk into a corner, mm-hmm. you know, but she she ri- rises up, you know. And Eureka does that too. Eureka is a big girl. She's loud. She's obnoxious. She was hated from her previous season, mm-hmm. me included. I did not want her here this season. She has proved me wrong and turned me the other way. Yeah. And I applaud that. Right. I don't think that any of them should ever apologize for what they are at this point you're beyond that yes you're on a tv show and we love you for that um not for being on the tv show but being for who you are i think that though in real life those people all of them vixen included all of them probably rub people the wrong way about three quarters of the time i think the only ones who don't are probably the silent ones who are like cameron or maybe miss cracker so um so i could see people saying you know i recognize that i'm running over you right now and I apologize for the effect that has on you mm-hmm. but fuck the apology I'm not going to apologize for being great right. why, why would anyone apologize for that whoa okay I okay. had some feelings woo well, yeah you I'm got that sorry out. that was good that was good therapy oh yes okay. thank god I saved a few bucks from not having to go to my doctor this week uh huh <laughs> yes should we talk about the insta poll for next week let's do it let's talk about that insta <laughs> okay so the insipol for for this week rather is um, who's your favorite fish? Oh, all right. Yes, and we're referencing, of course, the mermaid fantasy from mm-hmm. this runway. Yes, yes, some good looks. So go out to Instapol or Instagram rather and look for our Drag Center Pod account. You can vote with your likes. Uh-huh. Vote for all your favorites. Okay, vote I, early I and definitely. often. Yes, um, and we will announce the winner on next week's show. All right, good. Wow. Full episode, good yes. show. Snatch game. There was a poem that was brilliant. There was the. There was some Yiddish. The library was open. We didn't even get to. That. We didn't even talk about the library. The reading challenge Ugh. was this week, and it's just there's too much. Don't put the reading challenge on the snatch. It game. shouldn't be the same way. It's week. too much. Yes, they're packing too much in to two I, hours. I love it, but it's too much. <laughs> Yes. All right. Should we say goodbye? We shall. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you to uh, Todd, Todd Hilt. Yes. yes. Thank you so much, Todd. <laughs> and thank you, all of you from across the world who are tuning in right now as if this were a radio uh, and not streaming us. And don't forget to subscribe and like. Yes. Very and, much so. And we'll see you next time on Drag Center. We. Oh, are you doing that again? You said see. 